It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of the Locked On Reds podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. Head over to BuiltBar.com and enter the promo code Locked On to get 20% off your next order. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The 2020 season did not quite go as planned for Reds fans as the playoffs ended abruptly in the wild card round. Now the Reds are left to pick up the pieces during the offseason and fix a lineup that was the worst in Major League Baseball. How are they going to do it? What are they going to do? Rumors, transactions, news, all here on the Locked On Reds podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Carr. Let's go. going on Reds fans welcome in to the locked on Reds podcast on today's episode we're going to catch you up on a few transactions that the Reds have made yeah I know none of them are really the big ones that we're hoping for but I got some thoughts on that we're going to talk a little bit about hashtag Spincinnati something that Brandon Bailey brought up something that had kind of gone underneath my radar on Twitter for the last couple of months we're going to break that down and my thoughts on that and uh, no matter what's going on this offseason, the one thing the Reds need to do. Before we get into all of that, though, thank you so much for downloading this episode and listening to me. Hopefully, you are subscribed. If not, hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're currently listening to on this wonderful podcast. Also, follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs and follow the show at Locked On Reds. And save the Lockdown Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159. I take questions, reactions, comments. We will have a Jeff's Junk Mail segment, maybe episode. Depends on how many questions, reactions, comments, whatever you've got. Give them to me on the Lockdown Reds line or on Twitter as well. Okay, so the Reds made a couple of moves in this past week. They traded for a pitcher and they signed a catcher. And when I say traded for the pitcher, they did one of those sending cash considerations to the Rangers for a guy named Art Warren. Uh, Art obviously being short for Arthur. And the last time the Reds had an Arthur, let me check, yeah, uh, Arthur Rhodes. He was a pitcher as well. He was a pretty decent pitcher, as I uh, remember, you know, at least looking back. Maybe I'm just remembering the fun stuff about Arthur Rhodes, but... Art Warren is not Arthur Rhodes. He's not really had a whole lot of pitching experience in the major leagues. In fact, when you look at his body of work, it's uh, pretty small. He has a total of five and one-third professional innings pitched in the major league level. Now, he has plenty of minor league innings, and as Doug Gray broke down at RedLegNation.com, what we can glean from his minor league pitching experience is that he gives up lots of ground balls whenever he gives up contact. That's a very good thing in Great American Ballpark, something I can get behind. Something else we can glean, at least from the major league numbers that we have. Again, it's five and a third innings. It's not as if this is a extensive profile on Art Warren, but it fits into the whole idea of hashtag Spincinnati because Art spins his pitches at amazing rates, whether it's his fastball, his curveball, his changeup, they all spin ridiculously. 
ridiculously fast whenever you compare the numbers. Again, five and a third innings, tiny sample size, but you can imagine, because they don't necessarily have the spin numbers from minor league pitching outings, but you can imagine that they're pretty well close to that throughout his minor league career. So he fits into that, Spencinetti. The other move that the Reds made, they signed a catcher named Rocky Gale. Now, there will be plenty of uh, Rocky references on this podcast and probably other spaces as well should he get significant playing time with the Reds. I don't expect him to. I kind of expect him to slot into the Ryan LaVarnway role, i.e. if everyone at the major league level is hurt, then Rocky Gale's going to get some playing time. But I don't see him playing over Tucker Barnhart, Tyler Stevenson, or really even Kyle Farmer. So he's going to be an emergency dude in AAA. He, as well as the other acquisition the Reds made a couple of weeks ago in Davey Gruyon, who both of those guys will slot in as emergency catchers in AAA. So it's just depth. We're not really looking at a dude who's going to get extensive playing time in the major league level. So yeah, it kind of fits a pattern here. If, if you look at every move that the Reds have made up to this point, they've either traded for obviously in the salary dump of Rice Iglesias, getting back Noe Ramirez, who has only really had long relief experience, or trading Robert Stevenson to the Rockies and getting back Jeff Hoffman, who was basically just the Rockies version of Robert Stevenson. They'd kind of reached an impasse. He'd plateaued in his you know progress, so maybe a change of scenery would help. And then all of these other signings and trades that they've made are for under-the-radar guys or guys that may just be organizational depth. We talked with Brandon Bailey last week about this. I, I kind of asked him in so many words how he views his opportunity with the Reds, and he gave me a great answer. He gave me the answer of it's a chance for guys like him who are not known to fans like us by just their name or their merits or something like that to make an impression, to win their way into the hearts of fans for the Reds. So am I saying that these guys are making the Reds a playoff contender right now? No, but I am intrigued. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what they bring to the table, which leads me to what we're talking about next, the meat of today's episode, and that is hashtag Spincinnati. Spincinnati was something that Kyle Bodie and Eric Jagers really started tweeting about, especially during uh, the October fall leagues and the Arizona leagues and things like that, talking about different pitchers that were performing well and showing their abilities to spin pitches and to pitch pretty well. I mentioned earlier one thing we can know about Art Warren coming into the Reds is that he has a high spin rate. That's something that most of these pitchers have had. Noe Ramirez has a pretty nice spin rate. Edgar Garcia has a pretty nice spin rate. Josh Osich has a pretty nice spin rate. All these guys that you don't know their names, but the Reds are getting, whether they be on minor league contracts with invites to spring training, or they're already on the 40-man roster, like Brandon Bailey, a guy who spins his fastball at a very exceptional rate. So with all of this comes the idea that there's a pattern. And when you look at the spend numbers, it's not hard to tell. They're going after guys that just twirl the ball like nuts. They're not necessarily looking for guys who have high strikeout rates, guys who have low ERAs, guys who have any specific trait in common except for this idea of hashtag 
Spincinnati. And that makes me wonder. That makes me think that they're on to something. Now, it's obviously not something we can prove until these guys get on the mound, until we see them pitch here in 2021, but there's at least an idea. And it's an easy way to get excited about the moves. I know you're saying, Jeff, you're telling us to accept all of these little under-the-radar minimum signing deals, and you're telling us to get excited about Honestly, let's get excited about Reds baseball in some way, right? As much as we might complain, and I really want them to go out and spend money, I really want them to go out and build a contender through more free agent signings like they did a year ago. I definitely don't want them to see uh, traded anyone that has been rumored and all these bad rumors about trades and stuff. I want them to go spend money, but at the same time, the whole idea of the Oakland days of the early 2000s with Moneyball, the whole idea of the Tampa Bay Rays and the way that they run their team is that they found inefficiencies in other teams' scouting departments. Maybe that's what the Reds have done. Now, again, this is a question that doesn't have an answer right now. This is a question that we can enter into this season with in mind looking at a storyline for the Reds. Hashtag Spincinnati. Did they find something? Did they find an inefficiency in other team scouting departments? And with that question comes pressure to get an answer. And we're going to tell you what that is here in just a minute. But first, I wanted to point out, if you're looking to get into the game of sports gambling, check out betonline.ag. They've got all of the best lines when it comes to games like tonight, the national championship. Right now, betonline.ag has the Crimson Tide favored by nine points over the Buckeyes of Ohio State. Do you think that Alabama's just going to roll? Do you think the Crimson Tide just going to roll over the Buckeyes? Or do you think the Buckeyes are getting disrespected? Head on over to betonline.ag, create a profile, enter the promo code locked on to get 50% extra on your initial deposit. That's right, 50% more money on whatever you put in the first time. And put your wager on whether you think the Buckeyes are getting disrespected or if you think Alabama will roll to another national title. Lots of great stuff on there as well from the NFL playoffs. You've got the NBA season starting. Or if you're a hockey fanatic, that season starts this Wednesday. BetOnline.ag is the official sports gambling sponsor of the Locked On Podcast Network and can offer you 50% more. On your initial deposit, if you type the promo code locked on whenever you set up your account, that's betonline.ag and promo code locked on. Also, now's a really good time for a snack, really good time for a tasty, delicious, maybe chocolatey, maybe you want something peanut buttery, maybe you're looking for a little bit of a fruit flavor. Built Bar has all of that. If you don't have a Built Bar right now, head on over to builtbar.com. And enter the promo code locked on to get 20% off your next order of the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They've got all these amazing flavors. I mentioned chocolate. They've got whatever chocolate you can think of, especially with the new winter flavor of white chocolate. Check it out. You can also get chocolate peanut butter. You've got all kind of great flavors like that. Fruit stuff as well. My favorite, Cherry Barcia, is available there. They've even got cookie 
flavors. Go check them out. BuiltBar.com. They've got all the best snacks that won't leave you feeling like you just ate a bag of chips, and we all know how that feels. So head on over to BuiltBar.com and enter the promo code Locked On to get 20% off your next order of the amazingly nutritious and the specifically delicious Built Bar. I mentioned the official sports gambling sponsor of the Locked On Podcast Network, betonline.ag. If you're looking for a leg up in sports gambling, you got to check out Locked On Bets. Every single day, your boy Q and Lee Sterling give you the best bets in the sports world for that day. They even have locks of the day with the level of confidence that Lee Sterling has in his locks. Dude has some really good stone cold locks that'll make you a couple of bucks. So check him out. Locked on bets wherever you get your podcasts. Lee has a level two lock for you today on the Locked On Bets podcast. You're not going to want to miss that, so go check him out. And speaking of growing confidence, I've got some growing confidence in what the Reds are doing. Now, I'm, I'm not saying that I'm completely sold, that I'm going to lock it in, that what they've got going on is going to send them to the playoffs because i got to see it on the field. Got to see exactly what all of this movement and what all of this uh, idea, this focus on spin does for the pitching staff because they cut money in the bullpen by getting rid of Archie Bradley and Rysel Iglesias, and they're really just filling it with guys that nobody knows about, guys that if you ask the average fan, they'd be like, who? With every single one of these guys. But they all have a common trait. They have high spin rates, whether it be their fastballs, their curveballs, secondary offerings, whatever they've got, there is a impressive number underneath the spin category on baseball savant on one or more of their pitches. In fact, when you look up their brand new acquisition, Art Warren, he has high spin numbers on all of his pitching offerings. So that leads me to believe that the Reds have found some sort of scouting inefficiency, or at least that's what I'm hoping. Now, maybe I'm just really overly optimistic here. Maybe I'm painting some kind of pipe dream picture of the Reds that they're going to be all successful in everything that they do, even if it doesn't make sense to anybody, including myself. But maybe they've really got something. But that puts a lot of pressure on the guys that think they have something. And now the Reds have invested significantly in Kyle Bodie. He was the minor league pitching coordinator. Now he is the director of pitching for the entire farm system for the Cincinnati Reds. The Reds have gone all in on this whole driveline baseball thing. And if you read the book, The MVP Machine, you can kind of see why. Because Kyle Bodie knows what he's doing. And they've also got Eric Jagers now as the assistant pitching coach who replaces Caleb Cotham, who went to Philadelphia, to be their pitching coach. Derek Johnson is all in on the new wave ideas of these analytics and stuff. Now, he also agrees that you got to mix it in with old school, just gut feelings and things like that. There's got to be a healthy mixture of everything. But with that being said, the pressure's now on these guys to deliver. Because if they're looking at these pitchers that nobody knows about, and there's a reason that nobody knows about them because they either haven't pitched that much in Art Warren, or they have pitched a lot and they've not had a lot of success in Josh Osich, and that's why he's a minor league invite to spring training, they're putting a lot on these guys, on the pitching coaches, to develop them whether it be quickly or whether it be to take their strength, to take the individual pitcher's spinning strength and augment it into something that is going to just completely uproot the whole idea that you got to spend a ton of money on your bullpen. I mentioned early on in the offseason the Rays don't spend money 
on their relievers. The Rays didn't have too many guys making a lot of money, and the Reds did. The Reds have now cut that. They don't have Iglesias on the books anymore. They don't have Archie Bradley, who would have been probably around $5 million on the books this year. And Michael Lorenzen is most likely going to be the team's fifth starter, so you're not even looking at that on the books in the bullpen. So then your highest-paid relievers go to guys like Amir Garrett, who's making not that much. And you've got Lucas Sims, who's making not that much. But they're very talented guys. And now you've got all these other minimum lottery ticket guys who most prognosticators and guys who watch the game as a whole for the league and not just red centric are looking at this like, yeah, that's a lottery ticket, whatever. Are you going to hand a playoff expectation to a bunch of lottery tickets? Probably not, but we'll see where they are in May. And I know that that's kind of like, okay, well, that's not really what we wanted out of the Reds this offseason. This is kind of a big offseason, kind of really just a continuation of last offseason because we only got two months worth of games. It might as well be one big offseason. So what are they going to do as we head into 2021, a year that we thought the Reds were opening up the window of contention? How are they going to continue that? How are they going to continue the success that we thought they were headed for? Maybe this whole hashtag Spencinati thing is their way in. Maybe it's an inefficiency that they found in other teams' scouting departments. Maybe it's something, or maybe it's a gamble that doesn't pay off. That is a question mark that will be answered as games are being played. Something to think about from this point on through the rest of the season. Not necessarily something I have an answer for right now, but it's something that's got me intrigued. It's got my antenna's raised and I'm ready to go. I'm kind of excited about it, but I'm definitely cautiously excited about it because it could go wrong. The pressure's on the pitching coaching staff to deliver the results. But with that being said, trying to find inefficiencies is nice, but they still need a shortstop. You're not going into the season with the current guys in-house playing shortstop. It would be severely short-sighted to hand the job to Jose Garcia out of opening day. It would be severely short-sighted to hand the job to Kyle Farmer as the everyday shortstop, He's, who is a nice utility player, but it would be short-sighted to hand the starting shortstop job to Kyle Farmer on opening day. They got to go out. There's guys on the market that they can go get. See Trent Rosecrans wrote today in his article on The Athletic thinking that Marcus Simeon looks like a real possibility. Now, that's not saying that there's movement in that direction. That's not saying that, you know, they're close to signing him, but that's just C. Trent's prognostication of what's going on. I would like that. I would like to see Marcus Semyon. I would like to see D.D. Gregorius. I'd like to see Andrelton Simmons. The Reds need to make this move, though. There, there is no inefficiency in finding a good shortstop because, well, they tried that. They tried that with Freddie Galvis. They tried to put Jose Garcia in there. They even tried Jose Iglesias a couple of years ago. You know, they got to go out and get a proven guy. There's a proven guy right there on the free agent list in Simeon or Gregorius or Simmons. Go get one of those guys. You have to do that. Until you do that, I'm not going to be completely sold on the Reds going for the playoffs in 2021. That has to happen first. And as this boring offseason of pretty much everybody but the Padres and Mets getting things done, 
I think that actually kind of favors the Reds a little bit. Now everyone is holding back. It's not as if the Reds are the only team that's sitting and waiting. It feels like pretty much the entire Major League Baseball conglomeration of owners and front offices are all sitting on their hands waiting for somebody else to do something. But as it goes, I think the Reds will be able to get that shortstop. We'll see. We'll see. We'll be all over the rumors. We'll be all over the news this offseason. Make sure that you keep it right here with the Locked On Reds podcast by subscribing or following me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs and following the show at Locked On Reds as well and saving the Locked On Reds line number into your phone for questions, comments, reactions, whatever you've got, 513-549-0159. But that's going to do it for us here today. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to today's episode. On tomorrow's podcast, I want to break down the upcoming battle once spring training starts for the fifth starter spot. Everybody's saying that Michael Lorenzen is the favorite. How much of a favorite is he? Who's a dark horse? And who's going to contend? We're going to talk all about that on tomorrow's Locked On Reds podcast, so you're not going to want to miss that. But that'll do it for us here today. Hope you guys have a great Monday. Thanks again for listening, and I will talk to all of you tomorrow. Let's go, Reds. Hey. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.